It's John Boy and Jake Radio. Uh, it is April, I don't know, April 29th, almost at the end of April here. Monday, welcome back from the weekend. Uh, wide world of sports, got a lot of stuff going on. Got Game of Thrones, got the Yankees sweeping, the Mets losing, the Islanders down two. Basketball waiting for the lottery. Jake, how are you doing? James, good morning. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, what a what a jam! How uh, how long did it take you to put that song together? <laughs> this is uh, boy band week. Boy band week, nice. Jordan decided to do boy band week, which is fine. I like that. Uh, new kids on the block. I never dabbled in new kids on the block that much. Yeah, that was a little. That was just after us. Before us. Before us. Yeah. However, yeah. Um. Yeah, but. I heard the opening like riff to that song that's called Hanging Tough before, but I don't think I ever actually like listened to it. And it's mm-hmm. very embarrassing for society that they made a bunch of white four fifteen year olds sing that song. They were hanging tough, man. I mean all boy bands are like this, but no, all boy bands in the nineties were like this, but like when you look back at them now. It was really they just took a bunch of kids and made them play dress up and sing like what older white men perceived to be hip badass songs. Yeah, and and hindsight's always twenty twenty. It comes back looking a little weird because that's the thing. Like, well, I was gonna say a, a cool boy band is kind of cool. Like if it's just a group of friends that got together and make music, but you could just call those a band as well. The boy yeah. band thing was pretty odd, and now like. K-pop has made it into like a, I don't want to say a game or or whatever you'd call it, but they have like a K-pop reading ground where they just like plug and play to try to make these perfect bands. Now that really freaks me out. Yeah, whole thing's kind of weird. I'm looking at pictures of new kids in the block from back in the day, and they're it's just like it's weird. It's weird. Not my time though. I guess I shouldn't judge it. Right. I mean, if we if if that was our time, we totally would have been into it. Like, not a doubt in my mind. Yeah, maybe. That's how it goes. Wahlberg. Backstreet and Sync. Yeah, they'll be coming up. They'll be coming up. They always do. Boy band week. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, some good Yankees baseball. We had some good weather. Um. It was. It, it felt good not to be, not to have to be tethered uh, to the TV from like eight to midnight um, on Saturday and Sunday because that's what all the West Coast baseball games were doing. Uh, but yeah, had some nice weather. Uh, grilled grilled some good food one day, and then you know yesterday was a big day. We talking Yanks and then Thrones and. Um. Yeah, it's exciting times. The only the only thing I didn't check off in the uh, the nerd bucket list weekend was Avengers, but uh, may- maybe someday this week we'll see. You want to do Thrones talk at halftime again? Uh, we can. Your your call, Haas. Yeah, we can do it like a little bit at halftime again. 
How was your Friday, though? Do you have an official ranking? Do you remember Friday your Friday? Day. Cheese and rice. Um, not a clue. I'm almost pitching a shutout. No idea what you did? Trying to think of one thing I did on Friday, despite being sleepy and watch the Yankees game. Oh, we had a, a, a couple of our neighbors... They they gave us like a casual like hey we should we should grill up some dinner tonight and I gave like a yeah sure and then uh and then I started getting super sleepy and then uh Jess came home and was like she was pretty beat up and we were like oh I I shouldn't have committed to this huh so I was typing out the the like hey we're we're kind of busted up like we'll we'll have to do it another time text. And right then I got the text that was like, hey, just got some chicken and some meat and stuff. So I was like, all right, well, now we're doing this. And there it was it was actually super they were super hospitable. Um, and the part where we almost felt bad, they they just had like a baby. So they had a baby and like cooked dinner for us and we just came over and were like, Hey. Um so that was pretty nice. So how about Friday was They're just uh, desperate for adult interaction probably oh yeah i mean they need you know another set of eyes on the baby all of that uh it's it kind of a win-win for them but uh yeah i don't know it was a six it was a, it was a nice day six nice nice i remember at one point on friday saying man write down my score because i'm gonna forget this and i forget it right. but i think it was good because i think the sharks won Ooh. the yankees won I think I went to the gym with Katie. Was that? Was that? Yes, I believe that. Was that Friday or Saturday? It was maybe one of the two. I went to the gym with Katie. I watched. I watched some some documentaries. Nice. Uh, yeah, my my, my Friday was a six point five. We got to start remembering our Fridays more, man. Pathetic. That's part of the game. I, so I like hard. the challenge. It's so hard. All right, you got anything else before we go into uh, sports? I guess not. We're, we're saving some of the throne zone. Yeah, unless you want to do thrones right now. No, let's oh, do sports first. Too sports risky. Is, too yeah. risky. Sports, 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 sports. Opened the wrong application on my computer like a big dumb idiot. Here we go. We're going to sports. We're going to sports. Hit the button, you fucking dummy. Tri-State News. The Yankees swept the San Francisco Giants. It was very easy. Cameron Mabin, Tyro Estrada, Gio Urshela, and some other mainstays led the way. They played very well. They did good. Things were fun. The Mets lost the series to the Brewers. They are now 14-13. and 13. DeGrom and Syndergaard each with bad starts. Looking dicey in Mets land, starting pitching, I think. The Islanders lost their first two games versus the Hurricanes, which isn't good. It's not what they wanted. The Giants tried to trade up for number 10 with the Broncos after picking Daniel Jones. Did you hear that news, Jake? No one really knows why. And the Knicks are waiting to find out what draft pick they will get. Where do you want to start? Yeah. Um. Well, 
I'm looking at the Giants' complete draft class right now. Yeah? You love um, it. You're enthralled by it. I uh I mean it was it was a strong strong defensive draft for them and Daniel Jones so it could be a great draft if Daniel Jones is good uh but that's a giant question mark if you will um I I don't know I, I guess if you uh if if you're tuning in to us for your Giants news, hey, go check out Talking Giants and, and Big Bobby Skinner because they, they've been doing some awesome stuff. Draft a guy, O'Shane Zimenez. How do you pronounce those kind of names, Jim, that start with the X? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no idea. Yeah. Um, he played at Old Dominion, so it's one of those like, hey, this guy could be really good and just played in a not-real conference, or was he just average in a bad conference so we'll see what that guy does they drafted julian love who was a cornerback uh, in the fourth round who i i actually reached out to bobby because it's tough he was on notre dame and you don't realize like if you're just a casual sports fan how much casual notre dame you catch in just because they're always on tv so i was like yeah i've seen julian love before but i hadn't been keeping track of him at the combine but all the scouting reports are pretty solid on him, and they got him in the fourth round. To, to Bobby go with, loves uh, him, right? I think Bobby was saying he loves Julian Love. Julian Love. You got to love the love, baby. Um, well, what do you have on this? They tried to trade up. So this is the new uh, scuttlebutt. The Giants wanted Daniel Jones so much, they said that he, they, were, they were positive he was going to be chosen before their 17th round pick. So initially... They tried to trade up to get the Broncos number 10 so that they could get Josh Allen at seven or six, whatever it was. Right. And then get Jones at 10, which took away like the Broncos and three other teams that need a quarterback. But the Broncos didn't bite. Um, Gettleman says he didn't try to do that. He says that they were always going to get Jones at seven. But after they got Jones... Then they tried to trade up to get someone at 10, and no one really knows who because Josh Allen got taken off the board right away with the seventh pick. So I don't know. Pretty interesting. Yeah, the um, it, it's funny because a lot of the old, a lot of the war stories get buried. Um, Jeff Fisher, um, the former Titans coach and former Rams coach and just NFL guy, um, he was actually on part of my take for their Friday episode, and he he told some of the actual like war room stories, and he told he told a story where, and again, it's 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 Jeff Fisher telling the stories he wants to tell, but he was telling them that uh, when they had they did the expansion draft, and I think he took over the Titans or Oilers or or wherever he was at the time, and. Uh, the Jaguars were in front of them and Tom Coughlin called them and they were like, you know, it's, it's, it's knowing who you want. It's not letting the outside world know who you want. And it's also knowing who the teams around you want. And so Coughlin was picking before them and like, right the day of the draft. Cause they, they thought the Jaguars were going to go Baselli, who was a left tackle at the time. And, uh, the Titans were going to go Steve McNair. And, uh, and it was funny, like they 
the the Titans owner at the time like flew out and was gonna meet out with Steve McNair. Like he was already there, like ready to pick him up in his private plane and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like this was the guy they were building their team around. And uh so Coughlin calls him like ten minutes before the draft and he goes, Hey, uh Jeff, we uh we got a team that's uh given us a pretty good offer. Um, you know, we're we're the two expansion draft teams. Like let's uh like here's the deal, just trade up one spot with us, give us a fourth round pick, and we're good. And so he's Fisher's like their war room starts freaking out. Like the owner is with Steve McNair. <laughs> like <laughs> if if this falls apart, it's a shit show. So they're like and they're like so they call him back and they're like, Hey, we'll uh We'll we'll do we'll do like a six pick, but we can't can't do a fourth. And Coughlin's like, no man, like need the fourth. And uh, so they they were like, we're we're not doing it. We think he's just bluffing. So they he said like the fifteen minutes that it took them to take that pick was like the longest fifteen minutes of his life. So that story was really cool. And then basically he told another story where he did that. And I don't think it was Coughlin. I forget who it was, but he. Uh, <laughs> Or, or no, it was, I think it was Coughlin again on the other side because it was the year the Giants wanted to draft Jeremy Shockey. And, uh, like, the the league knew that the Giants wanted Shockey. Like, it, it was what it was. And uh, so Fisher basically did the same thing reverse. He's like, um, hey, you know, we got the uh, – forget who it is. Saints Saints are calling. They, they want your tight end. Uh, and it was funny the way he talked because they, they used that kind of – they use like almost Game of Thrones, like fun Game of Thrones lingo, like not being like, "Hey, we got a, we we got a team coming to get Shocky." Like he'd just be like, "We've got a team coming for your tight end," and it's like, "Oh, okay." And uh, they told him that they they traded back, they like swapped picks or whatever, and then they talked to him later, and Coughlin said something like, "Well, man, that good draft day, like we got our tight end." He's like, "Who's that team trying to get him?" And Jeff Fisher goes, "What team?" And it's just like, boom, roasted. So um, it'll be funny in five, ten years when the true story of the Daniel Jones world comes out because um, Gettleman saying there was two teams in on him uh, doesn't seem likely in anybody's head. <laughs> um, but uh, time will tell. All right. Yeah. What, about the, what about the Mets? Are you worried about them? The Mets? The Mets? No. You're not worried? I mean, what am I supposed to be worried that they're good? Because I don't think I was ever believing that they were that good. If you're a Mets fan, would you be worried? Uh, <laughs> every day of my life. Um, no, I I don't know. Their their uh, their big guns aren't pitching that well, and it's it's baseball, man. Um, everyone was freaking out when the Yankees were six and nine. My rocks got out out here. We're out to a terrible start and they've been the two best teams in baseball since. So, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit schedule. It's a little bit getting into rhythm, but um, well, I mean, it's more Syndergaard and DeGrom. Yeah. And I mean, the, those, if those guys get it going, yeah, that's the difference between two starters with ERAs and the four high fours right now, I believe to having, you know, two of the guys that are supposed to be two of the better pitchers in baseball. So do you think it's too early to to say mm, maybe you should have traded one of these guys at last year when you could have gotten the biggest return ever, but they doubled down and said, no, we're going to go with our starting pitching. That's going to be our formula, even though it's the fifth year and it's never worked. I mean, you can't freak out about it. You never, A, you never know what you're going to get, and B, I mean, these 
the, these two guys could literally have the two best pitching months in May that's ever happened, and and then where would we be at? So, uh, no, I'm, I'm not doing any of that. I'm. I, it started jumped in my brain. I was like, man, okay. Because I mean, at the time when they didn't trade either guy, that's what people were saying. Like, we're just gonna go with the same same thing that's never worked for us. But we did like the rest of their offseason moves, you and I. But I mean, Syndergaard's line is awful, man. Like he hasn't thrown. Yeah. It's really bad what he's done. So. Yeah, and uh, I mean Brody just came in. Like Brody's new this year. He wasn't there for the trade deadline or anything. That was kind of scared Mets ownership, like without a GM last year. Yeah, that's um, uh, yeah. I get that. So you almost, you almost, you can't get too lost in that. And I mean, you just you don't know what other teams were offering. Like we we said they could get a haul for Degrom, and you know I remember we were doing some Yankees Dream Worlds. Like what would they offer? And we were like, yeah, give him Andujar, um, give him a young arm. Give him, give him Clint Frazier, give him this, that, and the other. Who knows what they were actually like offered for those guys? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, can't 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 live like that. And I mean, you're baseball. You're a week away from going six and one, and now the Mets are feeling good again. So you don't want to do any hot take WFAN sports radio where we, you know, rip on Syndergaard because he was so worried about the travel schedule and he should have been worried about himself. Hey, you know what the problem with that Schwindeschwort guy is, all right? Why doesn't he get a damn haircut? Okay? Yeah, stuff like that. You don't want right, to do it? All right, and there it is. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. I Black bet uh, CMB, my dad listened to CMB recently. Uh, that's uh, Carl, Maggie, and Bart. Right. And uh, he came home and he was like, Jim, they don't know baseball. No. And I was like, I know, I listened. It's really bad. He was like, they they don't like they don't know baseball. <laughs> like, yeah. In New York City, baseball's the biggest sport and they're just completely like and they try to play up like the fun factor, whatever. We won't go into it. But I, I guarantee they're doing having some rough segments this morning this today. I bet they're all NFL draft. I bet they're not talking baseball. No, because like New York demands it. They're gonna do a segment on Syndergaard. I bet it's gonna be rough. Okay, deal. Let us uh, know. Tweeted us, CMB no, listeners. Maggie follows us, and she bought a shirt from us once. So yeah, I like her. But it's not the best product. I do like. I think I like them individually. I just think as a group, they're just like it's rough radio. The Knicks. You did a talk in Knicks last night. It's out today for any Knicks fans. Do you have a a three sentence? Update on what's going on in Nickland? Yeah, we it, it was kind of a Nick Streamers pod. We just wanted to get some stuff out there. They're not doing the lottery until May 14th, so we're like two weeks away. Um, Tuesday, uh, two weeks from tomorrow. So we did uh, we did some of the free agency dreaming. I mean, it's still... Uh, that lottery ball is going to dictate uh, a lot of what comes up. Uh, but we, we just did some fun Kevin, Kevin Durant stuff because, I mean, odds are... Literally, like Vegas odds are, he's coming to New York. Um, and then we talked about who could match up with him. What What are some like worst case, best case? What are some best case, worst case? That kind of thing. So check cool. check her out. Go tune in. All right, let's go to the national news. Jimmy, 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 can't you see? Uh, the NBA playoffs, Jim, uh, round two, the Rockets 
fall to Golden State after some tough calls. A um, lot, lot of internet debates going on about that. Baston, the Celtics, Walter McCaddy, they blow out Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Uh, tough start for the Bucks. Draft's complete. Teams drafted a bunch of guys out of college, and now they're going to have them play for their football team. Pretty cool stuff. Sharks and Avs locked up at 1-1. Jim, Dallas, St. Louis, the same. The Bruins and Columbus, the same. Hurricanes are up 2-0 on the Islanders. We mentioned that briefly in the local sports. That's kind of the natty news. Whoa. That news. A lot of stuff going on, but I haven't been paying attention to the basketball. The basketball. Um, yeah, so they, they started round two, um, and we uh, th- the couple Sunday games, a little disappointing. Um, well, I mean, the Celtics just killed the Bucks, so just disappointing that wasn't a good game. Giannis played terrible. Um, the whole Bucks team played pretty bad but I mean kudos to Boston they also ran away with it um and then oh so Houston Golden State a a a little quick hitter I'll give you Jimmy is that people have gotten people have gotten too excited to see Golden State lose that like too many experts were picking Houston like it should it should probably still be like an 80 20 thing like, for every eight people, you know, you got two picking Houston. I saw way too many people being like, I think this is Houston's time. And it's like, not for nothing. I, you know, I, I don't get into the basketball X's and O's as deep as I'd like. But there's been nothing that said Houston is going to take down this Golden State team. It's possible. That's why they're sports. Um, but, I mean, there's still an argument that this the Rockets team has gotten worse since last year. Um, so we'll see golden state wins by four, uh, Houston had, could have gotten a shot to tie it. Uh, they had an ugly offensive play towards the end Harden, And the bigger problem for the NBA is they ref, they ref Harden one way during the season. And then during the playoffs, they don't like, yeah, I saw him asking like, be fair, like, come on. And, and it's, it's true. Um, and it's, it's basically NBA, like, decide decide what you want to do because I mean there was like he's not going to make it through the series physically if they don't call those a foul because dude they uh they were landing at his feet like when he's when he's supposed to land after taking a three um and like that's that's like a really dangerous thing in basketball like that's a that's a done ankle instantly is it still, um, would you say, it was this just like a dumb phrase? I don't know enough, so I've heard this phrase a bunch, sure. but I don't know if it's, an, if, if, I, if it's an annoying thing to say or if it's a thing people regard as, yeah, that's true. But uh, playoff, NBA playoffs where the whistle comes out, NHL playoffs where the whistle gets put in the pocket. Is that a true thing or is that an annoying thing people say? Well, I I think it's a a little bit of an older annoying thing because it uh it kind of depends what's going on like uh, you know Golden State James Harden they uh not all of them should have been foul calls but there were there were three that I mean they hit him before he landed um 
so it's I I don't know like they not all of them were fouls some of them definitely were um I think it used to be that way it was kind of the NBA star power but I mean James Harden is supposed to be one of the top stars in the NBA but is, does he not get the galls just because it's against Golden State instead of playing another team so um it's it's open for that I I think the goal is to let them play more uh in the in the NBA, you know, let them play actual defense. That's kind of like the roots of basketball. Like you can you can be a little physical if it's not you know kind of ruining the game. But um, I I don't know. I I like your whistle phrase though. I I'm not taking credit for it. I, I just seen it a lot. I didn't know. I just seen it a lot. I didn't know if it was like an annoying thing or a real thing. It's definitely real in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, the, the NHL whistle goes away. Went um, away last night on the Sharks. Didn't call an icing, Jake. Led to a goal. Yeah. Sharks uh, players saying they're waiting for their apology. They, uh, yeah, some, someone was yelling at the media. Who was it? Um, I can't remember. I always right want to say it's Hurdle, but that's no, no, it was Vlasic. Pickles, it was baby. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Vlasic. It was a defenseman. Um, the Sharks lost. They won the first game. They were down... And then they came back and won five to two. I think they were down two zero at one point, and came all the way back and you know blew them out. Second game they're up one nothing, goes one one. They're down two one. They uh, they were down one goal, Jake. They pull their goalie. They scored with four minutes left to put it within one. They pull their goalie, and the other team gets an empty net on like a bad breakout pass. You know they can't chase him down. Sure sucks because then the Sharks scored to put it within one again but now there's only 10 seconds left on the clock and those are the most demoralizing goals my hockey team we went to Canada to play uh went to Sarnia to play in like North American silver stick tournament or whatever pretty big deal we were the first California team to ever go there we made it to the we made it to the finals against all these Canadian teams there was like scouts there for the Canadians not really for us but it was like Super crazy big deal. Sure. We were down we were down uh two. We pulled the goalie and we scored. But then after we scored, we all looked at the time and saw there's only five seconds left and we're like, Oh not Stop. enough. Yeah, it's real it's like a like you celebrate for three seconds and then you just go, Oh shit. That's what the Sharks had to do. There was a cool play where they scored their their uh goal before that. Rifled it from the point, it broke the guy's skate on the um on the avalanche like it hit his blade and just completely mm. broke it and then so that defender that forward who was covering that defender couldn't cover him anymore cuz he couldn't skate so that right. defender then snuck in got an out got a pass and scored it was like a great i wanted to do a breakdown of it but then the sharks lost and I was like, it was a cool play How'd the skate break? Is it just like one clean break and it's just on a hinge now? Or did it like shatter or what's what's going the, on? So the, the bottom of it just snapped off basically. Okay. Like just went flying. And then I had a, my blade fell off on me in the middle of a game once. And then trying to skate on plastic on ice. It's, you just look like such a dumb idiot. Caught an edge, huh? <laughs> yeah. Caught some plastic. Caught some plastic, huh? Yeah, that's a that's a hockey joke, Jake. You take the clear tape and you put it on someone's blade so they step onto the ice and just fall. Classic. Classic hockey joke. Classic hockey joke. I love doing. 
You got anything else in the draft? Are you happy with your Broncos draft? Um, we'll see. They 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 traded back, which is the new like porn in the NFL. Like, oh yeah, we traded back. I mean, what a what a great move. Um, they got a talented tight end. They got one of the Iowa guys. They got Fant, uh, who's supposed to be like one of these futuristic tight ends, but his production was really low. And they said there's people that wonder if he actually loves football. So that's that's one of those scary things. Um, I don't know. I I, I got to do some some deep dive. A, a, a little more deep dive evaluation of the draft. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the Broncos. It's, I don't know, man. I, I have a lot more and I think it's a getting older thing that like you, you can be mad about some of the value stuff, but like what if Danny Jones is good? Then like how much wind has been wasted by giants fans just being mad about it. And I think that's just, a little bit maturity like you can you can still be mad about the value like you can still say hey we we you know i i think we could have gotten Josh Allen and then Danny Jones would slip but we don't know we don't know if someone would have taken him what if uh the kid from Clemson and Danny Jones are good anyway so i don't know i uh, i i'm i'm going to do a little bit more of a deep dive i think uh Jake and the baby might get together and do some some NFL NFL draft stuff. Oh, Big Baby week. David. I thought you were talking yep. about your neighbor's baby. No, I s- keep that baby away from me. I don't know what game I what show I'd tune into more. You and Big Baby David or you and an actual baby. So, I I'm at an interesting spot with babies. Um I'm not going to hold your baby while I'm standing up. Um I have to be like Fully back on a couch, like reclined, so there's no risk. There's well, no stumble a, risk. This is a really young baby, like only a couple months, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it, like super young. I tried like feeding and stuff. People should not give their baby to people that don't know how to deal with babies. That's fair. Like, I don't I don't know what's going on. Like, they're like, yeah, here's its bottle. Just feed it. And I'm like, okay. So, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get it at an angle. I've been instructed by that. I'm putting the the thing in its mouth, but like I don't know, it starts like coughing and burping and crap. I don't know what's a normal cough and burp and what's not, and I think that's how parents get anxiety. But I don't know, like uh, it's, it's it's nice seeing the baby, but I I I don't know. It should have its limits. If you if you know me, I should be the limit, not the baby. You let people like me do it who want to do it. Sure, knock yourself out. Yeah. Well, I'm fine with that. If you don't want to hold a baby, you shouldn't be guilted about it or, ma- or made to feel bad about it. I, I do. I just, it has to be like, a, know what there is? There's no out button. Like, if I'm, if I'm on the couch and I'm like, yeah, I'll hold the baby for a minute. Sure, I'll try feeding this fucker. And then you put the bottle in there and it does it and it's like a couple minutes and you don't really know what's going on. The baby's burping and coughing. Like, I should be able to right then be like, all right, I'm done with the baby, but that almost that's like rude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a weird. I don't know how you would put it. I have the opposite right? problem where like whenever I hang out the zero, probably like three through 12 month year old. Right. Parents are like, are you are you sure? Like you, we can take your back. I'm right like, No, I'm fine. I'm like, yeah. And then when they start crying, 
I like powering through that. Like, I, I'm not going to quit and just give you back to your mom. You're putting the dude. onus on yourself. You're like, taking responsibility like, there. Like, I would just take Ike on the boardwalk and we'd go walk until he stopped crying. Like, this is this is our time, dude. I don't care if you cry. Right. Yeah. Let's go to halftime. Sure. Halftime. It doesn't come in a jar. Halftime comes from who you are. What do you want to talk about? Game of Thrones? It's a nice song. We said Thrones, yeah. Um, I, I think you're batting leadoff today because I think... I wouldn't say you're in the minority because I, I, after perusing the internet... I I'm think in the majority of, on what I've seen. Uh, I'd say it's close. I'd say it's pretty tight. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I always like to say this before we talk Thrones. I am not the same level as the Thrones lovers. So, right. I like... There's people that like Thrones as much as I like the Yankees, and if a casual fan was to come with me and give me opinions about the Yankees, I would be like, dude, you're not, like, shut up. So I, right. if you are that person for Thrones, you can just tell me to shut up, and that's fine. Right. Um, I didn't, this, this episode, man, it was so dark, and just, like, the battle just went on forever, and I had no idea what was happening. Every main character was on the front line, but every main character didn't die. Um, there was like the Dothraki scene was so cool. I'll give that was that, awesome. That was awesome. But then once the battle started happening, it was like w- too much, too dark. Couldn't figure it out. I will say this: my favorite part of the show is the the politics and the plotting. Right. So we have three episodes now where I'm like, great, that shit's out of the way. Night King's done. Let's do Cersei. Let's plot this bitch. Let's do politics. And I'm excited for the next three. Um. This this episode, like I was excited, but it it wasn't anything. The battle, the bastard ball, was way cooler battle than this. Like way, way, way cooler, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I mean, the darkness was ridiculous. Um, the darkness, like, uh, Jess had a good laugh at me, um, because I I kind of gave her she doesn't watch and she she was doing some work, but I was like, hey, you know, like I'm I'm gonna close the door, like I'm putting the vo- volume on loud. Um, she poked her head out like an hour, 15 minutes in just to do like a, Hey, how's it going? And it was like towards the end and I just gave her a nope. And so she just pivoted, closed the door and I was like, I'll talk to her later. Um, but yeah, I closed the blinds. Like we have big windows in our apartments. I think our blinds have never been down. I put them down, um, just to try to reduce like any extra glare. Um, dude, like the Aria, when she was in like the bookshelf scene, like, that was also so dark and like blurry that I thought it was so blurry that all of this was going to be like a brand vision or something like that. Like that's, that's how like bad it was looking. Yeah. Optics wise to me. I I Um, couldn't see a thing. And, and, you know, I mean, that's not, not something that I normally would be the first things out of my mouth. I did Um, like the 10 seconds back and rewound a bunch just to be like, wait, did I miss something? Did I miss something? Oh, no! I couldn't tell. Like when they're fighting on the front lines, did they die? What just happened? Was it? Was it? Because I thought it would be cool if they like just killed someone off without anything. I was like, oh, nothing happened. Yeah, no. Um, rewind and mid watch. I I can't do that. Um, but I I don't know. I'll say this. Obviously, that opening Dothraki scene, and they start off with the silence, and they're jumping a character to character. That was pretty fun. Um. 
And then, yeah, just just kind of too dark. The dragon scene, like I, I kind of told you coming in, I was living in fear of like the upcoming dragon fight because it could be either cool or bad. Uh, they ended up doing an okay job with it. Um, I don't know. I, I say with the death stuff, it it is an interesting conversation because normally for any other show, it's like the opposite conversation. You normally don't want characters to die. Uh, hot take. But um, I think they were just a death short, and I I have the death I I think I would have liked to volunteer. Who's that? I think I would have liked to see in the crypts. I would have liked to see Varys like take a hit for like Tyrion or Sansa or something. Oh, all right. Just because that would have been dramatic, like Varys being like, "I'm this political guy. I've been out of. I'm out of all of this. I'm I'm hanging with the women and children in the crypts. Let me." Let let me let me do something for myself. Um, yeah. And I'm just worried because how many eps do we have left? Four, three, three, three. So I mean, politics wise, I don't think you're going to get a ton of politics. That's all that's left. I think it's going to be another like battle. Oh yeah, but I think human versus human battle. There's going to be a lot of trickery and politics and strategery. There was like nothing in this. Yeah, and that that I'd say because the episode was still. I mean. I, I don't know if I've ever been so, like, on the edge of my seat for an hour and a half. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I, so was, you, I was not at all. Yeah, I think we we were watching it in different mind frames. You were looking out for things. I was, drink, drink that blood, baby. But, um, no, it, it's, and I think the interesting thing that the internet was circling up on was that, like, the human-on-human human deaths are going to be a lot better than zombies-on-humans. Um, and... Uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Um, yeah, I I don't know. It it was it was entertaining. It was a good episode. It, everything everyone was hoping that it would be like you could walk away saying it was the best episode on television ever. So those are also high expectations. Yeah. Um, I I I I I don't think it was a good episode, but I mean, that's just my opinion. Like fair. I I walked away from that thinking that what. The Night King, like, like, oh, that's that's what I was gonna say. the The Night King, there was all these theories and stories and how it was all gonna tie together, and then end of the day, it's just like, oh, he was just he was just angry. And it's like no tie to him and Bran being weird, like nothing. Just they, they had a moment. Him and Bran had a moment, and Bran was worrying right before, and they made like a huge point to show Bran worrying. So like maybe Bran does become the Night King, and that's the end, and like. You know, just it's a revolution. Like, there's a new person on the throne. There's a new Night King, and it's brand now. That's the way that could salvage it for me. Because yeah, if the Night King was this big, you know, six seasons, this big scary guy brought down the wall, brought up all the dead, killed like you know what I mean, and then he just Sansa stabbed him, and that's all. (laughs) Ari, Ari, Um, Arya. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, no, that would be. It, it that that's what I'm saying. That's that's where right now and hey, I mean that's that's where Game of Thrones still gets a leg up. Maybe they can tie more of it together. Um, like Brand's already hinted at he's dead, so maybe there's there's something there, some time flat circle stuff. But yeah, I I don't know for for the White Walkers to just end like that. And and you're right. I think the other problem was the 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 stars of the episode that were fighting the battle were 
in such peril for so long that you knew they weren't going to die. Like Sam like just laid p- down and cried. I, that's that would be your tactic in battle. But I would probably die from it. That's what you think, but it'd be your tactic. It's your best hope. Um, I mean, I'd probably run away, but I mean, but I don't know. I mean, we we saw, you know, Jamie and Brienne and all, all all the fighters were fighting for so long, and then it's like, oh, they are pinned against the wall, and then they cut they cut like ten minutes later, and it's like. Well, still pinned against the wall, but fighting. And it's like, all right, well, if we're going to do it like that, then all, everyone's going to be fine. I think that was the only problem. I'd say, again, at that hour, hour 15 point, you were like, oh, shoot. So everyone else is going to survive. Yeah. I can't uh, believe the Night King saw Theon coming. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah. All right. That ends Game of Thrones talk. Yeah. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. Bumbling burglars butt dial 911 while robbing a Houston Best Buy. A lot of bees in that sentence. Bumbling mm. burglars butt dial 911 while robbing a Best Buy. A gunman is in custody after allegedly sticking up a dollar store. A whale that's harassing Norwegian boats may be a Russian operative, experts say. A rapper was arrested for sending the son to school in a lift ride. Mexican man traps himself in a hole, dug to spy on his ex. A bump in a woman's belly was not a baby. It was a giant tumor the size of a watermelon. This man went to court to prove his cell phone was a hash brown, and he won. I read the news today, oh boy. A lot of stuff, huh? A lot of stuff. The big stuff. Yeah, what do you want to go to first? Um... I initially wanted to jump to the the rapper arrested for sending his son to school in a lift. Um, that should be allowed. No, I th- I think it is. That's what I I think. There's part of this story missing. Um, because I I was gonna ask you if you've had the moment yet where like I I think I was with my girlfriend's family, and uh, they had like a high school girl in their family. They live like around Tampa, and like they were just having a normal like mom like. Converse, she was having a conversation with her parents and she was like, yeah, I can I can either get a ride with so-and-so or I could just Uber. And they were like, okay. And it was like the first time I've heard like, I never heard anyone that age be like, I can get an Uber. And it's kind of this like, I don't know if it's a light bulb moment, but it's just like, oh, the, word, the world changes moment. Uh-huh. This person, this kid was five years old. So that is too young to do That's this. too young. I was thinking like when I lived in Australia... I was eight, no, because it was the back end, 10. I was 10 years old, and my sister was 12, and we went to school on public transit and, like, walked and took buses and, like, changed buses. And I, re- I think about that, like, now, and I'm like, wow, I was really young to be doing that in, yeah. in uh, you know, the suburbs of Sydney, Australia, which Sydney, Australia is a safer place back then it was. But uh, five's too young. Yeah, can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're okay with the five there. Re- Riona Oliver, you know any of her tunes, Jim? No. SoundCloud rapper? 
Why, how come this is probably great news for her that they put rapper in front of her name. Right? Um that's what I'm trying to connect the dots with. Um Instagram account, a 250k, good for her. She was known for a raunchy, sexually charged viral hit. Do we need to listen to this song? Viral hit called Freestyle. Uh yeah, I think so. Um which insp- inspired her hashtag for the D challenge um, in which she rapped about what extreme measures she take to please a man sexually. Okay. Riona uh, Oliver. What's the song called for the D? Uh, freestyle. I mean, isn't that, isn't that just a freestyle? I think you could title something freestyle if you want. I think she's got a rapper name because nothing comes up. Game over Reedy. I was hunting for that. I just found it. Game over. No R. Okay, hold on. I think I got it. And then ready, but with two E's. Here we go, everyone. This is the woman who just got arrested for putting her son in a lift at five years old. Yeah! Fuck Three. They fuck with me. I ain't never had a phone. My hoes know how that go. Dip through a six. Holla at Jiggle. Say Bernard Project got them dog ass niggas. T out the eight, so I'm fucking with that. But my whole say the nine is what it's at. Ten wall niggas. I heard they bought them figures. Eleven. It's wall wall. Thirteen killers. Fucking with that fisher. They're gonna get your issue. Seventeen BTYP sound nigga. Well, we're done with that. That was good. That was good. Someone said that after hearing that. Uh, someone said someone said that was good. She said, someone said that was good when they heard that. Uh, that's that's uh, that's man, that's tough. Good tune. Um, she just said something like, "I don't fuck with the figures." Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I love it when they just count in songs. You do love a good counting song. One, two. Three, four, five. You can count. You can make counting interesting. Make count to ten in the most interesting way you can. Right now, go, Jake. Dude, I I wish I could, Jim, but Sesame Street basically cornered the market on that. <laughs> I'd I'd be making a real buffoon of myself if I tried to compete with the champs on that. Um, yeah. So this bumbling burgers burglars that butt dialed nine one one while robbing a Houston Best Buy isn't true. Okay. You don't butt dial nine one one. You butt dial people that you have in your phone as like your favorites or your most recent calls. So are we are we debating what a butt dial is or what's what's the what's the discussion here? You don't you don't think it's possible to butt dial nine one one? No. One of these one of these persons is a rat. Oh wow. Okay. I like that. Do you have access to the story? I don't. I do not. Um, I'll say this. I accidentally, have you seen like if you hold, I guess, is it both sides of the phone? If you hold both sides of the iPhone for like three or five seconds, it automatically starts calling 911. Oh yeah. Emergency. So maybe that's what happened. So yeah. Um, that's, uh, I did that once I was just grilling and I was carrying like the burgers back upstairs and my phone in my hands. And then it was like, oh, nine one one. I was like, I am so sorry. Yeah, don't don't mess around with that. 
I am so sorry. Just cooking burgers. No emergency here. That's Except what. deliciousness. And they said, you're arrested. They come over, they eat all your burgers. That would be bad. You say, come on, those are my burgers. They shoot you dead. What if, again, like if no people with, well, <laughs> people would argue that people people are in politics right now without brains. But like, what if back in the day someone was like, all right, you guys want to know the penalty for, all right, if you accidentally call 911, like we uh, we we get to come over and eat eat your oh you're grilling burgers right now. Well, you accidentally called nine one one, so we're coming for the burgers. Yeah, some kids called nine one one when I was in uh, elementary school at a basketball game, like a like an elementary school. My dad was the coach, sure. and they called nine one as a joke from the payphone, and the cops walked into the gym and like paused everything and said, "Who called nine one one?" And then they brought the kid out and they scared the fucking shit out of him and me. Oh, yeah. And I was never down with fake calling 911 ever. And I was like, nope. Yeah, I was going to say that kid's name was Jimmy O'Brien. No way. I was such a such a pussy as a little kid. Yep. Still am, some would say. Yeah, I was going to say. Tough yeah. tough guy now. <laughs> I don't even get this story. This man went to court to prove his cell phone was a hash brown in one. This and was like, the other headline that really jumped out, right? I'm guessing the cops thought, I don't, no, I, I don't know. Let me read this. A Connecticut judge's decision has resolved a legal quandary that stupefied some and left others flat out hungry. Could a police officer mistake a McDonald's hash brown for a cell phone? In Jason Cyber's case, the answer is yes. He was found not guilty Friday after successfully contesting, oh, he got a ticket for being on his phone while driving. Right, which he was actually just holding a hash brown. I'm all for this now. (laughs) That is so funny that he took him to court over that. Well, he's he's got a good argument. He's like, it, it goes on your record for life, and my insurance would have shot up. So, yeah, I don't want to get a cell phone ticket when I was just eating my hash brown. How do you prove this in court? Um, Let's see. Wong said that in court, Stiver was holding an illuminated object the size of a cell phone while moving his lips. Um, oh, okay. Stiver complains the lip mu- movement was consistent with chewing. I, it gets um, it gets real at, at the next paragraph. It says that Bluetooth. Yeah, he has Bluetooth set up in the car. His phone wasn't making a call at the time, which is the only proof that you really need. And right. he just went to McDonald's, so the judge was like, "Yeah, he was just holding the hash brown." Which is pretty great that, I don't know, this is how the justice system is supposed to work. Yeah, right? Our our buddy Norris got pulled over right by the parking lot at Central Campus. Uh, that light in the middle of Central Campus, or the other side. Whatever. Um, and he was on his phone at a light, and the cop pulled him over and was like, you're on your phone. And Norris was like, I was stopped at a red light. I'm not allowed to look at my phone. And the cop said, oh, okay, and let him go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and that's, hey, if if this cop had that same cop's, you know, just being a general okay person, because um, I'm, I'm sure this guy told him at the time, he's like, oh, no, sir, like, you could check my phone and my Bluetooth and stuff. Like, I, I'm not. I was just eating this delicious hash brown. It depends and on the- how he handled it. If he was like, oh, sorry, officer. I, like, if he was what you just said. The cop right. may be nice, but I would bet this guy was like, my phone? 
I was eating at hash brown. What are you talking about? And then the cops pissed. Uh, potentially. Um, I mean, guys still half right. And it's the, um, I, I, I'm going with more so cause I mean, cops have to give out so many of these tickets still that, and everyone says the same thing. Like, Oh no, officer. I, I swear I wasn't on my phone. I, but this guy, I think this guy said the same thing. He's like, Oh no, officer. Sorry. I, I wasn't on my phone. Comma. This is where things change. He says, I was eating a hash brown, and the officer didn't respond well to that. Do you show me the hash brown? Regurgitate hash it right brown. now. How about this guy, uh, this gunman who robbed a dollar store? I mean, I don't know. I mean, seems a little clickbaity, right? I don't have access to the site, but... I don't know why you'd rob a dollar store. <laughs> yeah, it's if if you're gonna go for it, I mean, actually go for it, you know. But you know, they got some valuable stuff in there. Maybe, maybe he old. just needed a few things. Maybe he was this really our, hungry for expired cereal. This is our like good guy robber theory. How we'd say like, you know, if you need to, if there was ever a time and you needed to like rob something for your family or your kids, you'd do it. Maybe this guy was like in that situation, and he's like, all right, like. But, you know, I don't want to make a big thing of it. I'll just go to the dollar store, get get just the stuff I need, and get out of there. Yeah. Why do you need to Good be guy armed? Robert. Why do you need to be armed to rob the dollar store? That's like robbing a Claire's Jewelers. Like, every girl that was ever alive in the early 2000s robbed stuff from Claire's Jewelers because no right. one cares. It costs a dollar. Do you think a dollar store employee is going to see you snatch some things and walk out of the store without paying and say anything? No. They, no. Uh, it's a, they're not watching you. It's basically a free store. Like You can go in there and grab whatever you want and walk out, and there's not a single employee that's going to care. You, The employees are either looking at their phone or looking at their hash browns. They don't care what you're doing in there. The cameras are fake. Why would you pay for cameras at a dollar store? They've specifically been told you're specifically told at one of those establishments and at a lot of shopping establishments that like you don't do anything. Like if somebody steals something, you just let them go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this that that was that was this guy's <laughs> this guy's mistake was bringing a weapon. Yeah. He pulls out his gun and is like, I'm taking I'm taking everything I want. And they're like, OK, could have done that anyways. Why boss. do you have the gun out, though? Come on. Be cool yeah. about it. Put the, the gun away, please. Guy was in here two hours ago, grabbed every box of cereal and left. You think we cared? You Even if it wasn't a gun, if it was a knife, I wouldn't have to do anything. But the fact you raised a gun, now I've got to hit the button under the desk, and now it's a whole thing. So thanks, buddy. Now you're ruining our day. <laughs> yeah. You've blown it. Nice. All right. Nice. Better the day? Ooh. Bed of the day, it's the bed of the day. Bed of the day, bed of the day. Bed of the day, it's the bed of the day. I have no idea if Jake won on Friday. I'm going to check right lost. now. You lost? Oh, yeah. Did I agree with you? Oh, nice. I won. You won. 
I am the best ever. Jake is officially on a cold streak. That was four yeah. losses in a row. And that's my first time uh, winning while disagreeing with you in a while, like 10 days or something like that. So go Rowdy. me. Go me. Boo you. Your I record. You, I felt a cold snap coming. I'm, I'm a little worried right now. You think it's going to continue to this week? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, today's going to be a big tone setter. Okay. Like, if, if today doesn't go well, then it's time to start reverse betting yourself and start shaking the voodoo. Yeah. Scary times for you. Yeah. I'm living, oh, yeah. I'm living pretty on a one-game win streak. Living pretty on a one-game win streak. Where are you going? Straight devil with a Um, Jim James Jamboy. Listen up, I'll tell you a story. Let's go to, let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a snack. It's a good tune. Um, Jimmy, let's go to, we're going to Portland versus Denver tonight, NBA playoffs. Who's home? The Nuggets. Nuggets versus Blazers. Who's favored? The Nuggets are favored by four. But I'm not going with that. Jim, the over-under is 216. And I am hitting the over. Okay. So we, we've got a couple good things going here. Or this, this is where my mind's at. So Denver, pretty quick turnaround after the Spurs series. Portland's had a little more rest. Both offensive teams, both not experienced playoff teams. And when you say experienced playoff teams, that's basically NBA code for saying playing defense. Both teams are known for their scoring. Denver's going to do the, we just played seven games, but we're still, like, our game is still tight because Portland's had a couple more off days, so they're going to come out scoring early and often. Then Portland's going to get it going, and then it's just going to be a shootout. Um, so why both. Why? Why is it 216? Is someone not playing? Uh, no, it's just uh, what it is is basically like playoff basketball is supposed to be like more locked down defensively, and guys care more on defense. Um but these two teams are offensive juggernauts without a ton of playoff experience. They're just going to try to fill it up. Because they ha they've met four times this season, and they every game has gone over 216. Oh, yeah. So I, it's a weird line. It seems like such a trap because I don't get it. Right. And you're cold. You're as cold as it is in our house because our furnace. I, is I didn't off. say it was that cold. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. Like, know how you're on the other side of a. I'm like, saying you're cold. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. It was cold as my house because we had to turn the furnace off because it was making a clicking noise. Okay. So you have the over. I don't know, Jake. This is a confusing one because it's like, what does Vegas know? What do they know? Why are they setting it lower than 
every game in the past between these two of this season. Right. If someone's not playing and, and you are unaware or not sharing that info with me. Not hiding anything. All right. Well, then, I mean, I just no got Car- No Carmelo Anthony. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. Here's where. Here's, that was here, another good bet. Here's you're, doing, what, you're, you're coming around. Here's what I got to do. I'm just got to go with my gut and not try to play the odds games or, or, you know, you're so cold right now. I just should not be with you. No, I want my gut. I think you're right on the over because I don't know what Vegas is doing. You're, you're getting it. So I agree. And uh, that's Free all. You're, dude, you're 35 and 39. I'm really rooting for you to go above 500, but you're making. I'm rooting for you to go above 500. What's your record? 31 and 44. All right. We got to get you going. This pretty, is the start. This is as close to your record as I've been in a while. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go to some. Uh, what's this? What's this band called? Do Kids on the Block. Nikadab. This tough song. Uh, anything else we need to say, Jake? If uh, you listen on the podcast app, leave a rating and review. That's cool. It's nice. If not, I don't care. Did you see I made a YouTube video of me watching drains get unclogged last night? I did not. I missed that. So I found out how to do that thing where like, you have like my screen, my computer screen, and, and then me in the corner. Sure. So I was just messing around with it. And like the YouTube got 3,000 subscribers in the last week or two weeks or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit, should I start using YouTube again? I'm like, what should I do? And then I was, you know when you fall into YouTube traps and you just like, whoa, there's a channel for this? Right. And you watch it. There's a channel called like the Drain, I don't know, forget what it was called, Drain King. And all it is is these sewage workers unclogging drains in like industrial areas. And I was like, what's this? So I just watched them and then put up a video of me watching it. I don't know why people would like it. Yeah. But that's an interesting angle to get back in the game, but I think people I, I think people are like it. It's basically you just you just watch weird shit and comment on it. Yeah. Like I know that there's an account of this guy who does uh wasp nests. He's got right. a whole channel of just taking down wasp nests. Kind of interesting. Wasp nests. Yeah. Might make might watch that next. Just a whole series of me just watching stuff. That's what YouTube is now. Yeah, a little bit. It's weird. Whatever. Mess around. I smoked to watch some drains get unclogged. It's cool. Made some Not tough bad. jokes about what if a baby came out of the drain. Ooh. Actually, I didn't, I didn't say a baby. I said just a baby foot. Ooh. That's <laughs> much worse. I know. As soon as, much worse. as soon as I said it, I was like, fuck, why did I say that? That was gross. Yeah. All right. Whoa. Oh. I like hit it right on that beat. That was crazy loud. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We will be back tomorrow with more sports and news and Jake's bets. See you later. Jake, last words. Goodbye. Solid last words. <laughs>